Welcome into another edition of the Low Post Pod. I'm your host, Christian Martinelli, with my co-host again, Kyle Finn, back here after a solid week three. I'm going to get into the week three games, into the week four games. Uh, You know how we do it over here. So get right into it tonight. Uh, Getting this out to you a few days earlier than last week. Luckily, uh, we found a little bit more time this week. So we're going to have some fun here, chop it up, and... uh, See what happens. There were some surprising results this week. There were some results we saw coming. And uh, we'll start right now with the game of the week. Lob City versus Ozone Boys. This is a game we thought would be a good game, but we did favor Lob City to to win this game uh, by, I think it was a solid, you know, nine, ten points. I forget exactly what it was. Um, but Lob City, you know, they, they played it close in the first quarter. Then the second quarter, they win that quarter, 27 to 14. They begin to pull away, and uh, Ozone Boys could never make up that deficit. Uh, they end up winning the game 90 to 70. Jose Mercado puts up a huge performance in his return, 32 points. Um, Nuri uh, Muhammad, uh, Mahmoud, sorry, Nuri Mahmoud puts up uh, 15. I don't know why I literally have been saying his name for two years now. Um, Josh Smith puts up 14. And the Ozone Boys, led by Paul McGuire, scoring 31, amazing performance. But uh, no Hogan brothers. Obviously, that's a, a big loss for them. And, you know, the final results, um, you know, showed that. Biggest thing I see out of this game, well, one, Ozone play, Ozone only had uh, six players in this game compared to Lob City's 10, it looks like around that time, nine. Uh, they definitely had more players. Players are getting more rest and stuff. And Lob City was just taking smarter shots. Uh, top The top four players of the night in, in terms of uh, points-wise all shot better than 60%, which led to 62.5% uh, field goal shooting. And they out-rebounded them big time, which I think is a stat that doesn't get enough attention, 32 to 22. And when you get more rebounds, most of the time you're going to win the game. And that's clearly what showed this time around. Yeah, hundred percent. This was a great performance from Lob City. Ozone boys, not sleeping on them, but Lob City is just a little better and bigger at this point. And uh, this is what they're capable of. They can do this on a weekly basis to any team in the league. So Ozone boys down two of their best players, Lob City back to full strength. And you know what? We kind of, we kind of saw this one coming a little bit. You know, it was a little wider margin than maybe we would have thought, but either way, you know, we, we knew Lob City might might come out on top here. I, I don't mind this loss by the Ozone Boys. Sometimes losing can actually be the best thing for you. It helps you change your strategy around. You can look forward to your opponents and see um, where you where you're really going to take advantage of the wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is definitely just a, a learning experience and this is their first time losing this year. So I I don't think this is really going to affect them that much. They'll change a few things around for next week, but I think they'll be ready to go for next week. Yeah, they'll be good to go. And I think, you know, they've shown all season and, you know, the last season as well, that they're a very, very solid team, well coached. Um, So yeah, they have nothing to worry about really. Um, Going into the next game, Werewolves who are 0-2, you know, a surprising team, although they had played two very good teams. Um, playing against Baldwin Lie, a team we didn't really know much about. Um, had struggled the first two weeks, but gonna give it to Baldwin Lie. They came out, they they put it, they put on a you know a decent performance here. You know, the scoring still wasn't there, but they were able to hold the werewolves 67 points, keep it close, um, and only lost 67 to 58. But this is uh 
great win for the werewolves to finally get that W they were looking for. Brian Heston, like, you know, we thought he might do, came out with a massive performance, 26 points, 19 rebounds, unbelievable, eight offensive rebounds. So you, you see how hungry he was. Um, and the other side, Grant Rosenberg with the strong 33 points, he's probably averaging, you know, 27, 28, um, a game this season so far, he's been great, but, uh, well, don't lie, struggling to find points from anywhere else. Um, was this game on your court? Uh, I can check real quick. It was not actually, yes, it was. So I can tell you about this game. Uh, Ball don't lie, as you can clearly see by the numbers, 21 of 64. They had difficulty shooting the ball because they were pressured on defense. Well, de- werewolves defense, ball don't lie, offense. The werewolves were just just getting all up in their grill, making them so uncomfy. Uh, there was a few times where ball don't lie was able to slip through, take advantage of either the free throws and get a nice layup or two and one calls. But for the most part, not so good shooting, not so good three-point shooting. And there were, wasn't very much on defense, too, because Werewolves out-rebounded them by a decent margin, 41-29. to 29. Uh, I do have to give a shout-out to Grant Rosenberg. He kept them in there as best he can, 11-26 shooting, 33-point performance. But uh, Ellis, Ellis El- Elgorn, uh, Harrison, Igor, Nick Pasha, they got, they're the ones that are going to have to step up because 20% shooting on the night just isn't going to get it done, especially in the legacy leagues. Yeah, it's tough. Ball don't lie. The offense, you know, defense, you know, this game they showed isn't that bad, but the offense has to come around and it's got to come from some uh, not named Grant Rosenberg. Um, Werewolves, happy to see them uh, back in their winning ways. They deserve to win after two tough matchups to start the year. Um Again, some of those some of those guys towards the bottom of the bench and uh, uh, maybe not the star players, they got to pick up the scoring a little bit. You know, there's only two guys in double figures. 67 won't win you many games in this league. So the Werewolves, I know they're good. Um, you know, I think they're going to figure it out here, and I think they're going to be a team that, that finishes towards the top of the, the standings. Um, so I'm happy to see them grab their first one of the season. I'm sure there will be more to come. Biggest thing for both teams – they got to practice their three-point shooting wide open because they missed a decent amount of wide open threes. Because mm-hmm. if either one of these teams was able to capitalize on their three-pointers, uh, this would be either a big win for Ball and Lie or an even bigger win for the Werewolves because there's about 25-ish missed threes by Ball and Lie, and there's about 20 here by the Werewolves. Three-pointers can make a big difference in basketball. They sure can. Um, and going on to two teams that actually – have in the past relied on the three ball very much. Um, Duye's boys, they broke the record a few years ago for most threes in a season. Halfway crooks, you know, they have some good three-point shooters. So this was a matchup that I knew halfway crooks could put up a good fight, but I thought Duye's boys would always pull away. Um, And that was pretty much the case. Um, At halftime, it was only about a five-point game. Duye's boys had the lead, um, but then – you know, the cream really rose to the top here. Uh, we saw Duye's boys outscore them 29-17 in the third, 20-15 in the fourth, and really put them away to, to kind of cruise to an 84-62 win. John Kutu comes back strong, 27 points, 16 rebounds, seven of those offensive, four assists. Unbelievable game from him. Vincent Volpe again, another great efficient game, 21 points, eight rebounds. Zach Tartaglia uh, putting in 13. Brian Yarsi putting in 10. Um, Shane Patrick putting in six and nine rebounds. 
I mean, this is just a deep team. They're a very deep team with a lot of star power at the top. Uh, their, their stars are very efficient. They can get to the rim. They can shoot threes. They can play defense. They really do it all. Um, the halfway crooks, uh, Brandon Sweeney, he had an amazing game, 21 points. Uh, but then after that, there, there wasn't much to show for it. You know, all single-digit scores. So, uh, Dewey's boys, man, they're just a tough matchup for everyone. I'm so happy they finally got to one in the in the power rankings like they deserved. Um, everyone kind of woke up and and uh, and realized that they're the number one team in this league until they lose. Um, so yeah, Dewey's boys again, man. They just keep it rolling. You know, a solid competitor in the halfway crooks, but they they, they didn't have the answers for what the Dewey's boys were bringing. It's going to be interesting to see who's going to be able to stop the Dewey boys. Uh- because right now they just look so unstoppable. They're killing it on the boards uh, offensively and defensively. They got 13 offensive rebounds compared to halfway crooks, four offensive rebounds. So they really took advantage of those putbacks, especially by John, by John Kuto, 16 rebounds for his own. He was really doing it all by himself, but with a little bit of assistance from Pat, uh, from Shane Patrick with nine of his own, but on the defensive side, which is good. But, uh, Duguay boys, uh, if I had to compare them to an NBA team, they remind me a lot of the uh, the 2017 Warriors. We just always seem to always bring them up. They put fantastic numbers up every time that they play. Every time that they play, they're just they're like a well oiled machine. They're very consistent. They're winning by these large margins. Uh, their closest game, I, what even was their closest game this year? Like, 10? I, I think it. I think this was the closest game. I think they beat. The halfway crooks by 22, and I think they beat uh, the werewolves by 22. So that that's just so impressive that the this is their their uh, the worst that they won is by 22. Yeah, yeah. It's no, they're they're nasty. Um, you know, I think people still sleep on them for some reason a little bit, but you know, they're not. I don't think anymore now that they're one of the power rankings. Now that they started off three and zero, kicking teams' butts. You know, I don't think they're going to sneak up on anyone anymore. So. Duyez boys, man, uh, they're primed to make another run. Uh, tons of great wins already against, you know, solid opponents. So, you know, man, if they're not there in the championship and if I would be shocked because they're just, they're just so well-rounded. Yeah. The only thing that's really stopping them is themselves and jumping out huge in that first quarter, getting at least a 10 point lead that that's all that it says about them. Yeah, Exactly. So we'll see what the, the reigning champs can do next. We will get into that later, but we had a great game actually, you know, maybe a little bit of a surprising great game. Good. You, they were one in the power rankings, um, you know, going against the RI Warriors. They were one and one new team. Don't know much about them. And look at that 54 to 51 win barn burner, very low scoring, obviously. Um, but good, good. You comes out on top. They get by, by the skin of their teeth. Um, and they were led by Nick Messier, 15 points, Matt St. Hours, 12. Um, it was just a offensive struggle all night. I'm pretty sure you watched this game. You know, there wasn't at – least, at least the stats don't show there were too many turnovers or anything like that, only six in the game that were recorded. So um, not really sure what the issue was. I guess it was just a, an off-shooting night uh, for both teams because that's – you know, you never see, see scores this low in the Legacy League, especially from a team like Good U. Well, I mean, we had another game <laughs> later on. We're going to be talking about that was even lower than this one. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, 
it was a very foul kind of night, especially by good you. They kind of, so what's been happening to them is they've been getting fouled a lot to avoid their fast transition offense. They flipped the script and did it to the, to the RA warriors because yeah. good. You had 12 fouls, three, three people had three of their own. I, I didn't know three people had three of their own. I thought at least one person was going to get, um, was going to foul out of the game though, but I was running Snapchat that night. So I wasn't taking care of the stats, but, um, yeah, very slow grinding game, very close defensively. And it actually came down to a Nick Messier three point, uh, shot with about a minute to go in the fourth quarter that actually won this game. And then it went back and forth with fouling. And then it simply just came down to who's the better free throw shooters. As you can see, good. You was clearly the better free throw shooting with 77.8, 14 of 18. Impressive. Yeah. Good. You and, and very good. You fashion as well. They, uh, they hit the, the three-pointer to take the lead, and there's no celebration, no nothing crazy happening, just a, some high fives and, uh, and you know, get it back together on defense. It's, it's pretty funny watching them work. They don't get all hyped up. Um, you know, they're, they're just all business, and, you know, whatever. You can look at the result and say, oh, that's not great, whatever, but good teams find a way to win. Good you. They're, they're a good team, says it right in the name. Um so yeah, they did it. You know, they can they can beat you high scoring, they can beat you low scoring, they can beat you in a normal scoring game. So, um, you know, they're just proving proving uh, over and over that they are one of the elite teams in this league. And the RA Warriors definitely made a statement. Um, very impressive from them. You know, Charles Correa, eighteen points, very good game. Kevin Figueroa with a little more of a quiet game from him, a guy that averaged over twenty points uh, a season ago and has averaging you know whatever he's averaging. I think he scored. 30 something in his first game this, this year. So this is a, this is a solid Warriors team and they're starting to figure it out. So they're definitely one to, to keep your eye on. Like we said, they do have that um, physicality and that toughness to, to hang with uh, these top teams. And they proved it this week for sure. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Kevin Figueroa in other ways is contributing still, not just only by points, but grabbing boards on defense. He, he led his team with uh nine and he still actually had two blocks so he, he was a menace down down on d though it literally had it not been that three-point shot made by nick on good you uh this game could have potentially gone into overtime with a toss-up to anybody yeah yeah it, it was just a it was just a great ga- great defensive game by both teams and uh, i can't i hopefully i'd like to see good you go um go up against Duguay boys in the finals because the thing uh, good you will give them the hardest test knowing that we've seen uh good you drop 100 this year and then have these like strong defensive battles where it can come down late to free throws fouling making sure no one fouls out they're a very self-aware team yeah they're smart they're tough and they can win anyway that's why good you they're always going to be extremely dangerous um and now going to two teams that we may not look at as dangerous teams, but here's a team in Sin City. They've racked off two straight wins, you know, obviously against what we might call bottom of the barrel competition, but a win's a win. And they, they squeaked this out. And funny enough, we made this game a pick Um I think I chose Sin City. You chose the Mambas and it ended up being a one point game. It lived up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah, it sure did. Um, you know, you guys don't think we know what we're talking about. Come on. Uh, so yeah, 90 to 89, great game back and forth all game. 
Uh, Sin City won a quarter, then Mambas won a quarter, then Sin City, then Mambas went back and forth. They were unbelievable. So um, strong performance from Sin City, though. They had one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits. That's unbelievable. And Terrence Gallo wasn't even one of them, and he's a great player. Um, and then we see from the Mambas, three guys scoring 22 points. Uh, John Guyra scoring 17. So, you know, great, great game from these guys. I'm not sure if you got to watch it. I assume this was on court three, but I could be wrong. This um, is on court one. I was oh, not able to watch one. this. Okay. Yeah. All right. But yeah, great back and forth game and, you know, kind of unbelievable how close it was seeing that we predicted it to be that way. Yeah. Uh, well, it actually did come down to a last shot. The mom has had a chance to hit a game winner and, and I was told that they did not convert it, which is the reason why they lost. But, um, it was just great. It was just great seeing that Sin City now has their full team back, and you can see when they have their full team back, they're just a scoring machine. 20, 23 and sixteen from the Gallo brothers, trained Tony, sixteen from Jimmy Stanfield, and uh, they contributed in many different ways of their own, like Trey Gallo, 12, 12 defensive rebounds, uh, two steals, six steals total on the night for the team. They can they find ways to contribute. 40 rebounds on the whole team for Sim City, but I got to give it up to the Mambas though. Very consistent with the eight field goals. I just find that ironic considering that it was the Mambas. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, they, they finally found their shooting stroke. It looks like because they shot um, well around 50%. Everyone on the team and all four of the four of the six teammates scored above 10 plus. So yeah. Uh, I would like to see them continue this because they can put up a few more wins just before the season ends and maybe sneak into the middle area. Yeah, I, I don't think this Mamba's team is going winless. This is this is a solid team, although they're I assume they're gonna they're last in our power rankings today. Um, you know, what are you gonna do? Tough game against a tough Sin City team, a team that's getting hot. Um you know, the Mambas are figuring it out, man. They're figuring it out. Uh, maybe they can get one more guy in their bench. I'm not really sure. I thought they usually had more than six. So, um, yeah, they, they do have more than six. Yeah. Yeah. So they could use a little bit more help off the, off the bench there. Um, but beyond that, man, uh, I think they're coming up for sure. And Sin City, we were a little nervous after week one. They only had four guys. Week two, they only had five. Um, but this game, they show up with, uh, what is this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. So that that makes them a much more dangerous team. They're not going to gas out as much. And uh, this team des- definitely has the potential um, not to win the championship, but to make a little run here. Um, they're getting hot at the right time. So I guess every time is the right time when it's a seven-game season. But uh, this is definitely the, the right time for sure. One thing I would like to say though is since City kind of reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets from this year. Like they're not they're very offensive heavy. They're not afraid to put up as many shots as they can because they put up 30 76 this game. And uh they really they kind of more laid back on defense though, but it since they have such a high powered offense, you know, if you're hitting threes and you're making your twos and your free throws consistently, it can all cancel itself out. So it, it does remind me of a Brooklyn esque kind of uh style that they play and uh for the sin city yeah i have to i have to agree they they are like that in a way i mean maybe not all the star power but they but they have been you know they have a lot of high scores on their team um so we'll see what, what happens with sin city i'm still cheering for moms to grab a win here this season i think it's coming um now we're gonna go to a team that hadn't won all year 
facing a team that hadn't lost all year, let's just say they both grabbed a one in those win columns that they didn't have. Um, the Stampede pulled off a shocker, um, absolute shocker, and kind of a terrible offensive game, beating the Orcas 48-41. to 41. We gave the Orcas so much credit on the show last week. We hyped them up. Um, you know, we, we were trying to, you know, backpedal a little bit on how we kind of disrespected them the week before or whatever. And then, you know, they just come out and, and lay, a, lay a stinker of an offensive performance. They they scored in the first quarter, nine, second quarter, seven, third quarter, 14, fourth quarter, 11. They, they just couldn't figure it out on the night. Um, you know, Dexter Lou put up 14. Uh, Gio Diaz put up 11. Those are the only two double-digit scores. They shot 26%. Um, 20% from three. It was just a tough night for him. Real tough night. Um, so I know this game was on court three. Was this one as tough to watch as it, as the box score makes it seem like? Uh, I was just very shocked to see the, the offensive collapse that the Orcas had because they were, and I even talked to Joey afterwards. He was actually mad that the Orcas uh, did so poorly on <laughs> offense because he wanted them to do poorly. He wanted to early on offense last week because they were facing each other. But, of course, York has killed um, the, the Crooks. Uh, they killed Joey's team. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was uh, this was just a very difficult game to watch, though. But I'm very proud of the Stampede. When I saw the Orcas pull up 14-7 uh, to 7 on the Stampede in the third, I thought the Orcas were going to run, run away with it after a very low scoring first half, maybe one of the lowest scoring ever in legacy league history. And that's per source by Joey. Um, but the stampede turned it on with three pointers. Dan Heston, Todd French really got in there and they were just throwing up the reason they were just landing. And then time they Orcas lost track of time a little bit, but then when they really saw them come back, it was just too late, unfortunately, in Stampede. Despite having only five players show up, running one one player on the bench, four on the floor, they pulled off, I think, one of the biggest upsets of this season, I would say, beating an undefeated team so far. And they were winless. Now they're one and two. Yeah, I got to give tons of credit to Stampede here, man. They found a way to win. We didn't give them really a chance. Um, are bad, I guess. Um, but the Orcas obviously have to be a little annoyed with themselves. 16 points at half. Um, 32 points combined. I honestly think that might be a record. I, I couldn't think of, at least since I've been here, there ever being that low scoring of a game. Um, 48 to 41. That's not the lowest scoring game I've ever seen. My team last year was actually a part of one. It was like 42 to 38. Um, so that was a stinker. But yeah, one of the lowest scoring games ever. Orcas, obviously, they just didn't have it. They were flat. Um, didn't have to be there to see that. I watched the highlights. They they couldn't figure anything out. And Stampede did what they had to do. Um, all the respect in the world to them. That's a you know a huge win. Uh, moved them up in the power rankings a few spots. And uh, now the Orcas have to come back strong because you know last week we were giving them all the props, calling them apex predators, this, that, and the other. You know, I didn't want to get roasted again. And it was I think it might be getting roasted this week. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, we haven't picked their game yet. We haven't picked their yeah, game that yet. That is so true. We'll, we'll uh, big, 
Biggest thing I got to say for the Stampede, though, is the reason why the Orcas were dominant in, the, in quarter three was simply because of the turnovers. 13 mm-hmm. turnovers to the six of, that the Orcas, uh, four from Todd French and John Peterson. Uh, they got to lower down that turnover rate to to give themselves a better chance of winning because they they were basically giving them almost giving them the Orcas free points, but just Orcas were not converting on them. That's the reason why Stampede was able to squeak by this one. Yeah, that's that's sloppy. You can't have that many uh, turnovers and expect to win. But uh, either way, shout out to Stampede, first win. Uh, I think that leaves the Mambas and Ball Don't Lies the only winless teams left. So we'll see if they can get on the scoreboard this uh, this week. I don't know. Um, but before we get into this week, let's talk quickly about um, who your player of the week was, in your opinion. Uh, I it's got to go back to the Duguay boys again. Like I, I don't want to keep choosing them though, but yeah, they they just keep it. doing it. They they earn yeah. it. Um, yeah, I gotta give it. I gotta give it the John Kuto. <laughs> like you, you just don't come in uh, and shoot sixty three percent from the field and not earn it. You get you put up sixteen rebounds on the team. You yeah. you basically doubled everyone on your own team. I don't know how I can't choose them. Two steals, four assists. He was a team player. And that's what you need to get everyone else going in order for the team to elevate themselves. And that's simply what John did this week. Yeah, he's an animal. I was happy to see him come back after grabbing a, I don't know what it was, a little cut last week. I got His game got cut a little short. Um, but, yeah, he, amazing performance from him. Not surprised. He does that basically every week. Um Someone I was happy to see bounce back after, you know, a subpar game for them. It's Brian Heston, huge week, grabbing the first win for the Werewolves this year. 26 points, uh, you know, shot 58%, uh, 19 rebounds, eight of them offensive. That's insane. That's eight more possessions for your team just because of, you know, working your butt off. And then uh, four blocks, two steals, four-time defensive player of the year. You know, this is what he does. Um, obviously, one of the most – well-rounded players in the league, arguably top five player in the league easily. Um, so yeah, just a great performance from him. Great bounce back. Um, he obviously, he knew, he felt the pressure of not winning a game all year, came out performed and he did it in a big way this week. So shout out to Brian. I was going to choose Brian, uh, but when, but because he played against ball don't lie, I knew that ball don't lie was having a little bit of chemistry issues. They haven't really practiced together as a new team because a lot of them are rookies. So mm-hmm. I kind of figured Brian was going to take advantage of their lack of chemistry for ball don't lie. So that's the reason why I wasn't able to pick him, but I'm glad you chose him. Cause I think he does deserve a shout out. Cause you don't put up 19 rebounds. Also get four blocks, two steals, and you just can't not win the game. He simply right. won the game for the werewolves. I'm thankful, yeah. I'm thankful you shouted him out too. Yep, MVP type performance from him for from a past MVP. Um, so now moving on to week four, uh, great slate of games, and we're starting with an amazing game. Honestly, the this for, uh, the second and third team in our power rankings, Lob City versus Good U. This is undoubtedly the game of the week, uh, one of the games of the year. Um, everyone shows up. This is going to be a sick game. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, assuming that everyone will be there for both teams, I lean towards Lob City at this moment in time. Um, good you. They struggled to score this week, even though, you know, I said, you, you know, win how you can win. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, Lob City handled a good team. Good you struggled with an, a, 
a good team. But um, I think Lob City is just more potent on offense. Um, they can handle good use size, in my opinion. And uh, as of right now, I would give Lob City the edge probably somewhere from five to six points, um, not by a lot, but by a few possessions. I think they're just a little bit better. For me, having seen Good U at its best and potentially at its lowest, barely pulling out wins, I would have to say Good U is going to take it this week, uh, especially because we've seen them in the clutch. They can hit the clutch threes, play that lockdown defense that is so needed, especially in tight games. Uh, I don't know how I could not choose Good U. Uh, I would say for us, it's a pick them. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, yeah, so if you're leaning that way, I'm leaning that way. Yeah, we'll just go. We'll just go pick them here. Honestly, you know, five points either way is, is very, very possible. So um, I think a pick is a good way. Obviously, you're on good you. I've always been a big good you guy, but just seeing kind of um, Lob City this year with their revamped roster, I think they're just a little too potent on offense. Um, and, you know, they can handle the physicality of good you. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see this game. Um, but for right now, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to go with Lob City, uh, winning by probably two possessions in my mind. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And you're on good you by a few possessions. So we'll see what happens. Little gentleman's bet here. You know, I'll play you in the back, whatever. We'll see what happens. But um, into a game between two newcoming teams, Ball Don't Lie versus RI Warriors. Um, Ball Don't Lie put up their, you know, toughest performance of the the year last week, you know, only losing by a few possessions to the werewolves. RI Warriors, uh, we just talked about it, brought good you to life or death there. Um, Warriors, you know, they showed that they're for real um, last week. They've got to be favored here. Ball don't lie, hasn't proven anything besides Grant Rosenberg can score a lot of points. Um, I'm thinking the Warriors by, by at least double digits here. What are you thinking? Because – Ball don't yeah. lie, they definitely improved, but it's just not enough in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I mean, Grant Rosenberg, I got to give it to him. Uh, but unfortunately, in, in this league, it can't just be a one-man show because simply all right, Warriors will just double team and they'll just give it to someone else and it'll just make their lives um, a living hell. For me, I got to go all right, Warriors at least by 10 here. Yeah, I think we're both – I think that number 10 number is is fair, um, and I'm going to lean towards the Warriors being able to cover that. I just think they're they're tough. Um, they, they have some guys that are veterans of this league, unlike Ball Don't Lie. Um, so I, I think really if, if um, RA Warriors have everyone there, I think this is a 10, 15-point win for them. Um, you know, nothing against Ball Don't Lie. They're definitely getting better, but uh, the RA Warriors are a team that – Proved last week they're they're actually legit like they can hang so um, I'm gonna take them. So will you Kyle right? Yeah, I'm going with you here. I'm gonna say okay. they cover the spread. Okay. All right. So now we come to a team uh, a game between two teams that are one and two respectively. Um, have struggled a little bit. Have shown good moments as well. Um, looking forward to this game because this is pretty much as evenly matched as it gets. Halfway Crooks versus the Werewolves. Um, you know, I think the I think the Werewolves have a little bit better guard play. I think Halfway Crooks have a little bit better big man play. Um, this is going to be a real tough, tough game. 
again, I'm thinking, you know, very close here, maybe werewolves by three, four points. Um, and what, what do you think here? Cause halfway crooks haven't exactly looked amazing the last two weeks. Yeah, I mean, they, they did just face a difficult opponent, opponent last week in the Dugay boys. And I would say, I would probably say for the werewolves, they're going to come in riding high off of that win that they had the, last week. Uh, and I'll say they take advantage of that because, I mean, Brian Heston, I think he might come he might come back out and put up that great performance he did last week. And it's also, I think, because of his great performance last week, that's going to jumpstart everyone else. Will Watkins, I think, will actually score more than 15 points he did last week. We might see Karin Harrington getting into double digits. Maybe see Gino uh, Forte. Uh, it all depends. But I think Brian Hessen, uh, whether he has a good game, if Brian Heston has a good game, werewolves win. If Brian Heston has a bad game, halfway crooks win. So it's all going to come down to Brian. I'm going to side with Brian here. I'm going to say that the werewolves are going to win. Brian Heston is going to have at least a 30 point game. I pray that he does. I'm going to say that's going to jumpstart everyone else. Yeah. And I agree. I think Brian Heston got his one bad game of the year out of the way. I think he's going to be a wrecking ball now. I think the werewolves got it rolling now and they're going to continue to go. Um, we'll say this is a five-point spread, and I'm going to take the Werewolves to cover that five-point spread. Um, they're solid. They're they're gaining momentum and halfway crooks. Um, they've been stumbling a little bit here these last few weeks. So we'll see what happens. This is definitely going to be a good game either way. Um, but it really does, like you said, Brian Heston, the X Factor. I think he's going to dominate. If he does, it's their game to lose, in my opinion. For me, I'm going to say Wolves plus 10. So because you said five, I'll say we're going to say 7.5. How does that sound? They cover this fine. Yeah, that's that's good. And I'll still take the Wolves. I just I believe in them. I believe in Brian Heston. So I'm giving them the big benefit of the doubt this week. All right. On to a game between, you know, two surging teams, really. Um, Duye's boys who haven't lost in two years legitimately. And uh, Sin City, who's won back-to-back weeks, although against lesser opponents. Um, Duye's boys haven't um, haven't beat someone by less than what we say, 22 points this year. Um, I don't think that stops this week. I think this is going to be somewhere from a 25 to 35-point win. It's nothing against Sin City. There's Duye boys. They're a buzzsaw, man, and their, their momentum isn't stopping, in my opinion. Uh it, it all depends because, I mean, you got the Gallo brothers, Trey and Tony. I mean, they consistently put up decent points. And you also had they a do. little bit of assistance from Jimmy Stanfield, Ariel Rodriguez, and P.J. Grantani. Um, it all depends on how the how the Gallo brothers do because when they do good, everyone else seems to follow along with them. And they kind of get everyone set up nicely, uh, kick out to the corner, uh, you know, boxing out. They, have, they seem to bring good chemistry to the team, which accelerates everybody. Uh, it's going to be a close game, but I'm still going to pick the Duge, uh, the Duge boys. I'm going to say by five wow. plus five. five. We're totally different ends here. Totally yeah. different. So we're going to have to meet somewhere over here. I don't know. Um, where I was sitting, I was thinking like 23, 24 points. You're thinking five. Holy crap. Ooh, so why don't we meet at like. Because there's going to be a point where the Dugay boys are going to have an off night. I think this might this potentially might be their off night. Hey, you never know. This could be a trap game. Um, I don't know. I just think they're so focused. But, yeah, let's go 15 points. And 
listen, we can go opposite ways on this one. That's fine. I think 15 points is a bargain for me. Obviously, you think 15 points is a bargain for you. So um, we're definitely going to see uh, if Duguay's boys can keep the momentum up because you're right. You know, if, if they don't take this as a trap game, um, that's impressive because, you know, they're the champs. Um, they've played a few hard teams already and they beat them. So, you know, they, they could be sleeping at the wheel here, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're just too focused and too good. Um, but either way, looking forward to this game. It should be a solid one if Sin City uh, shows up with, you know, a deep bench and not just four guys this week. Yeah, because, I mean, Sin City's been putting up at least above 70 points per game, and this this isn't really happening by accident. They are they are a very good team, though. It's just if Duguay boys can slow that down, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a little bit of trouble until it comes down to the fourth quarter. Then we're really going to see who can lock down each, but I just think the Duguay boys are just going to get it by – I'm just gonna be able to lock it down just enough to get past. I like it. I like I like the the differing opinion there. It's it's interesting point of view. And and now we're gonna go into a game between two teams that were undefeated going into last week. Now both have a one in the loss column. Ozone Boys versus Orcas. Um, I like both these teams. They both bring a lot of energy. Um, you know they they both didn't you know play to their best last week. But Ozone Boys were missing some guys. Orcas just we're a little flat. Um, to me, this feels like a pick them all day. I just think this is uh, between two very equal teams. Dog's crying in the background. Um, I think these teams are very equal. The records pretty much tell the story. They're right next to each other in the in our power rankings. Um, so where do you see this? Because I'm thinking pick them or one point, one way or the other, honestly. I don't know. With the Orcas' poor offensive performance last week, it's going to be very hard uh, to get back to where things are because that's just such a demotivating kind of loss, especially against a team that hadn't won a game at all this year. Uh, it's really got to be a stinger for the Orcas because that really was a game that they should have won last week against the Stampede. Uh, so for those reasons, plus the Ozone Boys only lost because of a missed shot at the last second. So because of that, I'm going to choose the Ozone Boys by 10. Ozone boys by 10. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're possible. It's very possible. They can, they can blow up just like nothing. Um, they have the capability to do that. Orcas, I think they're going to come in hungry though. I was going to pick the Ozone boys to win this by a few points. So you're thinking 10, I was thinking a few points. Um, so we can say five. I agree um, with you. And I'm actually going to, ha- I'm going to take the Orcas to, to cover that. But I do think that the Ozone boys are going to win. This is going to be a tough game, one possession game in my mind. Um, Ozone, if they have the Hogan brothers, though, 10 points with with you, that that could be very, very possible. I got faith in them. Hey, for good reason. They're they're a solid team. Their only losses to the team that's, what, second or third in our power rankings. Lob City, obviously, one of the best teams in the league. Um, Then getting to our our last game of the week, Um, it's – not the best game in the world, but it could be a close game. Uh, Mambas versus Stampede. Um, Mambas, again, coming off a tough, tough loss, losing by one point. Stampede coming off a great win, um, outlasting the Orcas here. Um, I think this is the Mambas game to win. I, I hate picking against the Stampede after they proved us wrong last week, but the Mambas are coming on strong. You know, they scored 90 points last week. Stampede still was, you know, having trouble getting the ball in the hoop. I think this is the Mambas by a few points, but uh, let me know what you're thinking. I want to rock. 
it's difficult because Mamba's did put up a great offensive performance last week. Uh, for me, I want to ride the Stampede because they 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 proved that they can that they can uh, be a top tier team like the Yorkas. It took the Yorkas having a bad shooting night though, but the Stampede really showed that in the final minutes uh, they can clutch up and win it. So. Uh, plus, it all depends on if everyone on the Mamba side is going to show up. Same with Stampede, though. But I think the Stampede can do it. They just got to be more careful with their shooting. And Yeah, shout out to the Stampede again, their win. You're on the Stampede. I'm on the Mambas. I want the Mambas to get a win this season. I think this is the game they do it. Um, and I'm looking forward to week four. I'll see you guys there. I'll actually get to come this week. I hope you guys all have a great week. Happy we got this out sooner for you guys. I'm Christian Martinelli. That's Kyle Finn. Ignore what it says in the corner. I am Christian Martinelli. Um, and thanks for listening to the Low Post Pod, guys. Everyone have a great one.